0: Yo, 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 yo. Good evening and happy Friday, everybody. Welcome to episode 153 of Sports Takes Galore. I'm your humble host, Gabe, and thank you again for listening. Week 14 in the NFL kicked off last night. I'll do a recap of last night's um, come from behind victory by the LA Rams over the Las Vegas Raiders. Then I'll give you what I believe are the best games of week 14 in the NFL my takes, analysis, and predictions. And no college football because the college football season is completed. But we do have a Heisman Trophy presentation this Saturday. I'll give you my takes, analysis on the four candidates, and give you my prediction of who I believe will win the Heisman Trophy this year, coming up on The Other Side. Stay tuned. All right, now without further ado, let's get episode 153 started. Well, you know I'm gonna start in the NFL. I'm gonna start with Thursday Night Football, the game between the Las Vegas Raiders and the LA Rams. Now this game was kind of lame for like three and three quarters of the game. And then in the final seven minutes, that's when it got excited. The story of this game is Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield's only been on the Rams for 48 hours. He was cut by the Carolina Panthers on Monday and was picked up off waivers on Tuesday. Now, of course, he didn't start the game. John Wolford started the game, didn't look very good, three and out. And then Sean McVay decided to bring in Baker Mayfield. He got up to a relatively slow start and he didn't look very good for about three quarters. But in the fourth quarter late, he came up with some heroics. He led the the Rams on two touchdown drives in the fourth quarter to pull out a 17-16 victory. The Raiders were leading this game 16-3. Baker Mayfield had 230 yards passing, one touchdown pass. Cam Akers had 42 yards Rushing in one touchdown, and Ben Skul- R- Ronick, i think I said that right. If I didn't, my apologies. Eighty-nine yards receiving. Van Jefferson, Van Jefferson, forty-four yards, one TD, the winning touchdown. Tutu Atwell had fifty yards receiving. In a losing effort, Derek Carr had one hundred thirty-seven yards and two interceptions. I think one of those interceptions, the very the first interception that he threw at the end of the half. I think was the thing that was very costly. Because the Raiders had a chance to go up 23-3. It seemed like they were just demoralized after that interception. Because in the second half, they did absolutely nothing. Josh Jacobs had 99 yards rushing on 27 carries. More on that one in a minute. Devontae Adams, 71 yards all in the first half. Didn't get any um, targets in the second half. We won't stress that one momentarily. Max Hollins, 40 yards rushing, 22 yards receiving. For the Rams, this breaks a six-game losing streak. Probably the longest of Sean McVay's career. This team, they just came out and they just played. They had nothing to lose. Their playoff hopes have been dashed. They're a broken team. I mean, they've lost their best players. You know, Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cup. They didn't even have Aaron Donald who's out with a high ankle sprain. But I think Aaron Donald needs to go ahead and just, you know, pack it in and get ready for next season. As for the Raiders, all I can say is this. Just when you thought they were getting it together... And then, same old Raiders. As a late, great NFL coach Dennis Green would say, they are who we thought they were. They are the most undisciplined, stupidest team in the NFL. I mean, this is a team that they had a chance to get get the 6 and 7 on. I mean, the Rams are a broken team. This was a Raiders shot and they blew it. All because they had no offense in the second half. 47 yards of total offense. Derek Carr only passed the ball six times. Somebody should have told the Raiders that they were up 16 to three, not 36 to three. They played conservative in the second half, played what I call losing football. Josh McDaniels, he's to be ashamed of himself. I mean, Josh Jacobs ran the man 27 times on a bad hand. It's like, why, why, why you keep running the man into the ground like that? You didn't want to give the man a, um his fifth year option, and he's betting on himself. And you wait for this game to try to push it, to try to push him 27 times while he has a has a bad hand. And not having Devontae Adams get the ball in the second half? I mean, what's what, what's going on here? What is Josh McDaniel doing? I mean, Devontae Adams, I know he's glad to be back with his boy, Derek Carr. But, somebody has, but he has to start asking himself, I left Aaron Rodgers for this dumpster fire? He's got to be thinking that in his head, even if he's not saying it publicly. But... As Bill Parcells would say, another legendary coach, you are what your record says you are, and it starts at the top. At Josh McDaniels, this team was undisciplined. I mean, penalties at crucial times when they had a chance to put the game away, put the game away. And yeah, I've been, and yeah, I've been crushing their defense because it's trash. But to be honest, their defense actually played well up until that last drive when they committed all those stupid penalties to keep drives alive. I mean, if you're not coaching it, you're allowing it. It's obvious that the Raiders are allowing this undiscipline to take place. Because it hasn't been corrected yet. And this seems to be their MO once again blowing another double-digit lead in a football game. This is the fourth time this season. The Raiders can easily be 9-3 right now. They've lost four or five games they should have won. Now, should Josh McDaniel be fired? I'm not going to go there yet. I'm not in the business of firing coaches after one season. I mean, he does need time. But how much time Mark, da- Mark Davis is going to give Josh McDaniels remains to be seen now let's move on to what I believe are the best games of week 14 in the NFL we'll start off with the New York Jets versus the Buffalo Bills this is the second time this season these these teams are going to match up New York Jets won the earlier matchup 20 to 17 and their defense was partially the reason that they won this game the defense held the Buffalo Bills in check and what's interesting about this, this matchup as compared to the last one was Zach Wilson was the quarterback, and he actually played well. I mean, of course, that was the last time he, did, he actually played well, but he did play well. He made the plays when it counted and then turned the ball over. But since then, they've looked so bad that Coach Robert Sala had to go to Mike White. This will be Mike White's third game starting one and one. Now can he bounce back from last league's loss versus the Minnesota Vikings? As for the Buffalo, Buffalo, they have a chance now to get that that number one overall seed. Now that they're tied with the Kansas City Chiefs, they own the tiebreaker. And of course, they got one more game against the Miami Dolphins, which I believe is next week. This is a a chance for Buffalo to to stack, stack up a win and possibly create some distance and get that home free advantage throughout the playoffs. Because how many teams want to come to Orchard Park, New York in that cold weather? I think this time, I think Buffalo is going to get it done. I think the Jets are going to keep it close. They're going to um, fight him down to the T. But in the end, I think Josh Allen and company gets it done. So I'm going to go with the Buffalo Bills to win this game 23-20. to Now let's move on to the Minnesota Vikings versus Detroit. Now I know what you're thinking. On paper, this doesn't look like a good game. But the Detroit Lions play hard every week. Now they're 5-7. And, and they could easily have a winning record. They had won at least four or five of the games that they lost this season. Minnesota won the earlier matchup, 24, 28 to 24, but it was but you see the score, 28 to 24. That means this game was close. The Lions were playing hard, and I expect the Lions to play hard again. Because guess what? They're in the playoff hunt. That's right. Was the last time we ever heard? Detroit Lions and playoff in the same sentence. Mathematically they're still in it. They'll probably have to win every game this season and hope for some help. Now the Minnesota Vikings are one uh, one of the best teams in the NFL in the fourth quarter. So close games don't mean nothing to them. They know how to pull them out. And while I while I think Detroit's gonna pl- uh, gonna make it close again I just don't trust them at this time at, at this time so I think Minnesota will win this game it'll be close again but they'll pull it out 24 to 20. now let's move on to Tampa Bay versus my San Francisco 49ers of course we all know the story of this game Brock Purdy Mr irrelevant will be making his first NFL start versus the goat Tom Brady. Now he played well coming in for Jimmy Garoppolo, who um, injured his foot and is out for the season. But Brock Purdy, all he needs to do is just get the ball to his to the playmakers: Christian McCaffrey, Debo, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, even J- um, Jordan Mason. All he has to do is just let the game come to him don't do more than you have to and let the defense take care of the rest now the defense has, has been playing lights out of course they're number one in the NFL and they're going to be tested again this week versus the GOAT Tom Brady but the Buccaneers offense has been inconsistent throughout the season they don't have much of a running game to speak of but still they, do ha- they still have some playmakers on the outside Chris Godwin Mike Evans, and Julio Jones went healthy. So it's going to be up to that secondary to slow down those three those three guys. And of course, it's going to start with the pass rush. Nick Bosa is questionable, to, questionable in this game, but I believe he'll play. So the pass rush must get to Tom Brady. And the best way to do that is up the middle. Because that's where Tom Brady is most vulnerable. But the Buccaneers... This is a must-win for them. I mean, right now, they're on top of the division, but they can't afford to lose any more games, to be honest. I mean, look, the the Falcons and the Panthers are both 4-8. And And any slip-ups and and one of those teams start winning gives them a shot at the um, NFC South division. I believe this game will be close... I believe that Tampa Tampa Bay, their defense is, you know, a little suspect. But I believe Brock Purdy and company gets it done. Close game, but I like my Niners to pull it out 26-20. to Now let's move on to Sunday night football. Miami Dolphins versus the LA Chargers. This is a must win for the Chargers. The Chargers can't afford any more losses because their playoff hopes are slowly hanging by a thread. The New England Patriots could actually pass them if they come up with a victory against the Arizona and Cardinals this Monday night. Now the good news for Justin Herbert, he's getting Mike Williams back. Keenan Allen's going to be playing. So he's got some weapons on the outside. The Miami Dolphins... Defense is okay, not great. But we all know the offense is going to be pretty salty after that beatdown last week against my 49ers. And of course, there's a matchup of Tua Tungabailoa and Justin Herbert. Both men came out of the same draft class. Tua was picked um, in the first round, number five overall, and Justin Herbert was picked number six overall. So I think we're in for some fireworks in this game. Actually, it's the second game that I'm actually looking forward to next to my 49ers in Tampa Bay. I think this game is going to have a lot of points. I believe both offenses are going to light it up. Because both these defenses are okay, but not great. And of course, for the Chargers, Derwin James is doubtful for this game. They're, they're one of their best um, se- second, um, secondary players. But if you're doubtful, nine times out of ten, you're not playing. So chances are he's probably not going to be playing this game. I can't trust the Chargers. So I'm going to go with the Miami Dolphins to bounce back and win this game at the end on a field goal. So I'm going to go with the Dolphins to win this game 30-27. to 27. Now that that concludes the NFL segment. Now I'm going to talk some college football. Of course, there are no games on because the regular season's over and now we're just getting ready for bowl season. But the Heisman Trophy presentation is this Saturday. And here are the four finalists. Kaleeb Williams from USC, CJ Stroud from Ohio State, Max Duggan from TCU, and Stetson Bennett. For Georgia. Let's start with Stetson Bennett. Now, I'll admit, this one here kind of kinda surprised me. Now, don't get me wrong, Stetson Bennett has a good season. I mean, he's got 20 touchdowns to six interceptions, and he's ran for seven t- touchdowns. And he's at 3,423 yards. But the reason that's puzzling to me is while he's had a nice season I don't believe he's the reason that the Georgia Bulldogs are number one I mean they run the ball well and they play good defense so this one's a, a pretty interesting one now the next um is Max Duggan for TCU now Max Duggan has an unbelievable season And he's led TCU to the Big 12 Championship. Now, they did lose in overtime to Kansas State last week. But, the thing is, they've had some some come from behind victories throughout the regular season. He's he's, he's also passed for 3,321 yards, 30 touchdowns, to 4 interceptions. He's rushed for 404 yards and 6 touchdowns. Now, will that loss to uh, Kansas State hurt him? It's a possibility, but we'll wait and see. Then there's C.J. Stroud, who's actually one of the um, earlier favorites to win this thing. Now I said that if he w- if he beat Michigan and won the um, Big Ten tw- championship, this was his. Now I'm not so sure because in that Ohio in that Michigan game. He looked awful, but besides that, he's had a he's had a monster season and probably one of the, one of the first two quarterbacks taken in this in this uh, in twenty twenty three NFL draft. He had three thousand three hundred forty yards passing, thirty seven touchdowns, six interceptions. But he still has a chance to win this thing depending on if they're going to hold the Michigan game against them. Because in that game, he threw two interceptions. And finally, Kaleeb Williams of USC. He had a monster season. Of course, he followed Lincoln Raleigh from from Oklahoma to USC. He had had 4,000... And 75 yards passing, 37 touchdowns, only four interceptions. Rushed for 372 yards and 10 touchdowns. Now I said, also, if he had, if, if if he had won that game versus Utah, this is this was his, this was his to win. Now there's a good chance this could be held against him because he started off good in that, that game versus Utah and didn't do much afterwards. So, it's gonna be interesting to see if these losses by the first three, three for the, by Kaleeb Williams, CJ Stroud, and Max Dugan are held against them. As I say, I'm not sold on Stetson Bennett too much because I believe, even though they're undefeated, and they're number one, I believe mostly it's their running game and the defense is the reason for Georgia's dominance. I think the other three quarterbacks. I think they're the reason their teams are where, where they are. So, here's how I got it. I think Stetson Bennett comes in, thir- comes in third. I think it's. I think in um, second place is gonna be C.J. Stroud. I think Max Dugan is gonna come in second. The reason I'm saying that is because he was in the ch- he was in the championship. And C.J. Stroud was sitting at home watching Michigan win the Big Ten title. So yes, I still think Khalid Williams is going to be the winner of the Heisman Trophy. So your 2022 Heisman Trophy winner will go to Khalid Williams. And there you have it. Now this will conclude episode 153 of Sports Takes Galore. I'm your humble host, Gabe. Thank you again for listening. Thank you again for downloading and streaming. I appreciate it very much. You can follow this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, and wherever you get your podcasts from. You can follow me on Twitter at GGSports13 and my Facebook page at Sports Takes Galore with Gabe. I'd like to thank everyone for listening, downloading, and streaming. Have a wonderful evening. Enjoy the games, and I'll talk to you again next week. Bye-bye.